0: Today's episode of That Song From That Movie is coming up after these messages. Welcome to I Hate Your Taste In Movies. I'm Jackie, and I love action movies, but I really hate horror movies. I'm Jen, I love horror movies, but I just can't stand musicals. And I'm Austin, I love all things musical, but I absolutely hate action movies. Join us each week as we share our all time favorite movies with our friends who will just rip them apart. You can listen to us, I Hate Your Taste in Movies, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at I Hate Your Taste and on Instagram at HateYourTastePod. Join us as we put our friendship to the test every week and learn surprising things about each other. Like how Austin saw the movie Pitch Perfect in theaters 12 times. Which is perfectly acceptable. Or how Jackie played with oil cans as a child. Normal childhood behavior. Or how watching a zombie movie makes Jen want to eat chicken wings. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. We release new episodes every Tuesday. And for the record, I hate your taste in movies. Much like the Academy Awards, we're only willing to broadcast the characters that we actually care about. And we're a song movie podcast, so best original song is going to get broken down on today's That Song From That Movie. And the Academy Award for the 2017 Best Picture goes to...
1: La La Land. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, you you need to be the really passive-aggressive guy that runs on. It's a friends from Moonlight.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining that song from that movie, The Journey Through the Very Best and Worst of Movie Songs. I am your podcasting abuela host, Dietrich. And as always, we're joined by just a humble man who's only here to stand Diane Warren. Alex. I mean, it
2: didn't start out that way, but the longer (laughs) we've gone on, that is the only reason. (laughs) Although we shall see. We shall see.
0: And we're also joined by another humble man who's also only here to stand Diane Warren, Ben. I've always
1: been here for that reason, and I will not
0: have anything said against her. Other
1: than me, later on in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're oh. both saying it. <laughs> spoilers,
0: spoilers. But at least the <laughs> listeners
2: will get the jingle. I mean, maybe that's to the, list, the listeners as well. They're only here to stand. <laughs> Diane Warren. Ah, <laughs> uh, one listener, Diane Warren. <laughs> hmm. We did get a call out though last year at the Oscars, didn't we? We got we got something from Diane Warren.
0: Yeah, she liked a post or something of ours. Yeah, it was like we want Diane Warren to win. Even though the post, the actual <laughs> episode itself was like, yeah, she she shouldn't win. <laughs> yeah, she she wouldn't listen anyway. But it's going to change this year. Diane, let us know what you think this year's episode. Anyway, what have you guys been watching this week? No Fortnite, because we're fortnightly now.
1: Finally decided to give that show about Birmingham thugs a go.
2: What's it called? Peaky Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I watch Peaky Blinders, the new episode.
1: I haven't, I haven't, like, I've, I've literally started season one. I am behind. Yeah. You are, you are very behind. Uh, it's, it's, it's decent, it's decent. Yeah, and then mostly been watching right. Oscar films, that's what I've been
0: working my way through for this podcast. Sounds sensible. hmm Of course, we are talking about zero of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Peaky Blinders. You're not missing a great deal. No. I got told that I had a Peaky Blinders haircut. I was like, I've had this haircut for, like, ten years I now.
1: don't quite think it's yours but
0: the shaven sides
1: i think is the only similarity
2: yeah if you enjoy a lot of like shots from behind of people walking through smoke yeah it's the slow motion like stars in your eyes kind of (gasps) yeah yeah basically exactly the same yeah yeah with razor blades (laughs) with razor blades and the word garrison said more (laughs) times than is necessary <laughs> the garrison just over and over that's that's essentially the script for every episode. <laughs> <of> <laughs> I have watched the entire series of Only Murders in the Building, which never heard of it. Would recommend a lot. It. So it's Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. It's like um oh, is it on Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's like one it, of
1: those things. is not like the others.
2: <laughs> yes, it's really good. Actually, it's kind of like uh. They're only like half an hour episodes, but it's sort—it's like a crime drama, but it's sort of also a comedy as well. But it kind of really plays that line really well. I would recommend it. It's good. And if you've got Disney Plus subscription, give it a go. <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. Oh,
0: one day. One day. I've watched both the new series of Space Force and the new series of It's Always Sunny, which both went on Netflix the past two weeks. Mixed emotions. I quite enjoyed the second series of Space Force, but... I think uh, the new series It's Always Sunny was the first proper stinker from them.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. That's not good. We do like
1: films,
2: honestly, guys. We just don't watch them. We just
0: don't <laughs> watch them. Unless
1: it's
2: <laughs> Toy Story 1 to 4 or Paddington oh, 1 to wait, 2.
1: Wait, 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 wait.
0: the 3? Oh,
2: sorry. Oh, and, and Fantastic Mr. Fox as well. Those, those are the films
0: that I watch. Oh, no. <laughs> I was planning to watch The Batman before this, but uh, the timeline just didn't work out. So I'll have seen it by the next episode. So I can talk about that then. Can't wait. Once the discourse has Can't moved wait. on to another film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, once once it's no longer like in the popular conversation. That's always been us, guys. So it's now time for our now traditional look at the Academy Awards Best Original Song category. And this year, we're releasing it before the awards show. Mm-hmm. So a pat on the back, guys. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but seeing as that is the case, there is no history segment this week because it's about the here and now in the year 2022. Which recently has become an utter shit show. Yep. Why talk about history when you're living it?
2: Loving in history.
0: <laughs> so, if, if nothing else, this hopefully might distract your mind from the rest of the world. So, before we uh, go on to the best original song, it's a low bar.
2: It is a low <laughs> It's very, bar.
0: very low bar. We, we did it. say we wanted to have a super quick chat about just the Oscars in general this year. I will go first, because no surprises, I have seen zero of the ten Best Picture nominees. And of those ten, two of them I had never even heard of before they were nominated. (laughs) And one of them confused the hell out of me, because when I saw the trailer for it in the cinema, people actually laughed at it, including myself, and that was Nightmare Alley. Okay, nice. Bearing in mind, this it was a trailer that came after the trailer for Moonfall. It elicited no laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah, it elicited nothing in general. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't quite understand how that's been nominated. Uh, what, Moonfall? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moonfall in the top ten. Moonfall. Is there's one way of getting the Oscars to be relevant again? That could be it.
0: Game <laughs> crashed by Roland Emmerich. Every award goes to Moonfall. Yep. What about you guys then? What do you think of the best picture nominee category? Uh, Alex, how many have you seen? Well, I think I'll go first. I, I just reminded me
2: actually, not that it's a film that's been be- nominated for best picture, but I did watch a film that I haven't mentioned on this podcast, which was the French <laughs> Dispatch. You oh know, yeah, the, I the french film. dispatch Yeah, it was. It was probably the worst Wes Anderson film I've ever seen, but it was still okay. I think it was definitely his worst film.
1: Yeah, they're always the things that they're
2: very nice to look at, but
1: yes. I was like, what? What is this? Is this um? What? What we? What am I watching? Yeah, like there still has to
2: be, or is it an anthology of just random things? Some kind of plot, (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's the loose, most loose plot. It was kind of the feel of Grand Budapest Hotel, but none of the enjoyment of watching it. But yeah, anyway, it's not nominated for Best Picture, rightfully so. So I don't know. I just thought I'd mention it because I did watch it. I have watched one film that is nominated for Best Picture, uh, which I think I've already mentioned on this podcast, which is Dune. Hopefully, it will win, and then I can say that I've seen the Best Picture win. (laughs) Did you like Dune? I did, I did like Dune. I thought it was really good, yeah. It was a lot better than mm-hmm. I expected it to be. A lot better than the David Lynch version from the 80s. <laughs> uh, it. It was very... I wasn't expect. I didn't go in expecting it to be half of the book, the first book. I didn't realize no, they were going no, to I cut the story in half. But so that only made sense by the ending because I was like, oh, "This is really <laughs> they're really eking this out." And it's like two hours into the film, and you're like, "Just like just long, so- yeah." <laughs> halfway through the book, whereas David Lynch packed it all into a good I don't know hour and forty five, <laughs> <laughs> which is
1: impossible. Really, which is why it's like back-
2: a- Yeah, it's like a fever dream. Sh- shut up. Um, yeah. So Dune would recommend a lot would probably i've not seen any of the other films but i'm sure it would be a worthy winner i'm surprised to see west side story there because i've seen no good reviews for that yeah i'm surprised to see don't look up there because i've seen no good reviews for that
0: same nightmare (laughs) alley
2: is a remake of a film from like the 30s or something or 40s 50s it's like an old film but it's game of del toro so that's why it's there i'm just reading through the list (laughs) that is why it's there belfast again don't know about that one it looked like it's it was like it's kind of Branagh. yeah it's kind of Branagh, but it's almost like oh roma that did well that was in black and white it's Let's the, do an it's Irish the version. Philomena of this year it's oh, the Philomena okay. of this year it's that sort of like you know very obviously british sort of film it's very twee uh sticking in there yeah I, I did read one review though which said um that jamie Dornan, who plays uh his dad in the film it was too good looking to be, his dad. that's what I, that was. One but
1: isn't about. that that's that's every film about a real life character? Like you watching it, and then at the end, it shows footage of them and
2: like, oh my word, you have been very kind. <laughs> Licorice Pizza, I want to see because I enjoy Paul Thomas Anderson films. Yes, I really do want to see that. Power of the Dog is on Netflix, but I still haven't watched it. Probably will win Best Picture, maybe. Who knows? Seen a lot of people talking about it. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, as is uh, mm. Kirsten Dunst. Where's she been? all the Marvel actors. King Richards saw the trailer for it, didn't think it looked like that good of a film. Coda, never heard of it. <laughs> there's, yep. my, there's my summary. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a film called Drive My Car as well, never heard of it. <laughs> is Coda about Kurt Decoder? <laughs> no, it's not. It is not about that. So, yeah, go on then,
1: Ben. How many have you seen? I am the atlas for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I am carrying it. I have seen seven. You've seen seven? Of how many? Ten. Yes. Yeah. God. Wow, well I've seen good. Belfast, I've seen Coda, I've seen Don't Look Up, I've seen Drive My Car, I've seen Dune, I haven't seen King Richard, Licorice Pizza or Nightmare Alley, I've seen Power of the Dog and I've seen West Side Story.
0: Wow, nice.
1: And I would say that none of them <laughs> deserve, no, Drive My Car is probably the best. Coda is on our Apple TV and I got a free, you know, seven day trial just to watch it. It was one of those films where it starts off, It Coda stands for like Child of Death Adults, I think it is it's about a girl who is the only one of her family her parents and brother who is not a mute oh that kind of death right it it starts off incredibly schmaltzy and i thought oh god
2: i was crying at the end so it clearly it clearly took me it child of death me. adults yeah but death, as is, in yes. death, hard of hearing death. Not, yeah, not death, death. Yes, yes. Which, yes. Is what I inter- which is how I heard here. <laughs> uh, yes. No, I think she is about she likes singing and
1: she wants to be a singer, and her parents, obviously, and family um, don't understand that. Drive My Car, I think, is the best film. It won't win. Um, I think it's like the Parasite of this year, but no, in no way is it a you must see this film kind of thing, uh, like Parasite was. I think Power of the Dog will win. Although I did not enjoy it that much, I think it wraps up very nicely by the end, and you it makes it a better film because of how it ends. But it's not enjoyable. But I think its themes are very popular, and I think will be very on point with, I guess, right around like toxic masculinity. Um, and has everyone anyone seen? Um, what's the guy called from? Oh, what's his name? Sam Elliott, you know Sam Elliott. Yes, yep. Sam Elliott. Publicly, publicly shaming this film because it's all—it's just all about men in chaps and homosexuality. So he is uh, a—he's <laughs> a bit disconnected from the modern world, I'd say. Oh well, <laughs> like the take. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got the wrong end of the stick. So yeah, I think *Power of the Dogs* seems like it's actually the favourite. Belfast was pretty good. Um, just a bit—it's like, fine, but. We're going to talk about music, because that's one of the few ones where the music is very heavily involved. Okay, we're going to go on to talk about the best original song category, and we're going to talk about one each. Uh, And by that, I mean I'm going to do three, and these guys are going to do two. One each. Yes, me, then you, then me, then you, Mm -hmm. then me. Very Chuckle Brothers. The first song we are going to talk about is called Down to Joy, from the movie Belfast, which has music and lyrics by Van the Man Morrison. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I saw this film that I realised Van Morrison was Irish. What he's like? That's what it's like. That's his thing. <laughs> is it? Oh, I've never heard him like in an interview. Like I've never heard him in an interview. I don't think he feels like he sings.
2: No, he doesn't. Irish, really, doesn't he? but he definitely that definitely is his. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, he's
1: very sort of R and B, sort of soul inspired. At least his sort of successful works. Yeah, I imagine he's got a bit of a folk background. Did uh, Alex? You obviously did. Did you know he was Irish? I I presumed. Well, Fine. Fine. Well, you know, you didn't see any films. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I've got a gripe with this song, as does large parts of the internet. Oh. Because it's not original. It's not really an original song. <laughs> Van Morrison is based it's on a qualified. Van Morrison demo from nineteen seventy. Yeah. It has been remade by Van Morrison. But it has a like similar lyrics, and the song is named the same. I think. Well, I think this one's called "Down to Joy," and that version was called "Coming Down to Joy." Um, so there are clear differences in the recording. This one's a lot more upbeat, but it just. Is that really an original song then? Kenneth Branagh's been saying like in every interview, like, I'm so glad he wrote this original song for this film. And I feel like he's aware of what's being said about it because he's really trying to sort of like stare the camera down, put a lot of pressure on. Um, whereas I don't think Van Morrison cares that much. But yeah, is that an original song, I ask you? Uh,
2: you are you asking?
1: I'm asking. No rhetorical, no
2: rhetorical to
1: the, to um, the, to the camera. Yeah, it's
2: interesting, actually, because <laughs> when, uh, when I was looking up this song, it did keep offering me a version from 1970. I was like, well, It can't be the same thing, or it's just like it's something off about what, what I'm searching. So now you've said yeah. that makes sense. No, I don't think it can count as an original song for a film if it was written in 1970. We do.
0: We do. Uh, it depends what percentage of it is new. If it's over 50%, it, yeah. then I'm willing to classify it as a new song. In in okay, well, in the I, sense, I, I think that, I think Van Morrison could take Van Morrison to court for this song. Right. i was going to say, in the sense that uh, Frankie's F You Right Back" hmm. I consider an original song, <laughs> <Yep. even laughs> but only the lyrics are different. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, if you if you consider that an original song, then this is oh, definitely honey. an
2: original song. I think I think what what made what you, it made me think of when you said that Ben before was when we did the episode on Mrs. Robinson because they didn't allow that to be nominated. Because they'd kind of written it, like, just before they'd been asked to... they'd Like, they were already in the motions of writing a song, something like that, but then they changed the lyrics to Mrs. Robinson and made oh, it for yeah. the film. And they wouldn't let them put it forward. And <laughs> Now, this sounds worse than that to me. Because it sounds like he's just taken an old song mm. and slightly amended it. it well,
1: yeah, it's not, it's, it, it is basically that.
2: So he's used some of the same lyrics. And,
1: like, the song title is basically the same. General flow of the song is is the same, but the... Sort of the backing is different. There's a lot more horns in the new one. It's a lot more upbeat. There's something terrible in the first one. Go and listen to it, ladies and gentlemen. There is, he basically sings the song and then says the lyrics after the line. It's hard to describe it. It's like you've got the radio on while you're listening to the song. I almost had to check that. There was no other tab open on my laptop. I was like, what the the hell's that? It's just Van Morrison talking the song at the same time as he's singing it. Like like on a on a separate track recorded, like
2: underneath, yeah.
1: Yeah, basically. So it'll sing like coming down to join and just say.
2: Coming down to joy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's basically it. It's awful.
2: So this version sounds experimental.
1: <laughs> this version is much better. I don't know what you guys think of the
2: song. I like the song. I, I really like the album um, "Astral Weeks" by Van Morrison, which is like a, his one of probably his most famous album. And this song really yes. sounds like it's from that. This version of the song, anyway, sounds like it's from the album. It's got like a really similar vibe. So I don't know when the wait, is the film set in the seventies or is it set earlier than that? I guess it might be early.
1: I think it's slightly yeah. earlier. I don't know
2: what but yeah, so it's around like late sixties, early seventies. So yeah. it's kind of of that. T- I think I think Astral Weeks actually from late sixties anyway. So that would kind of work. So I think I don't know whether it was recorded to kind of try and sound like Van Morrison of that time. I don't know what he's been doing lately, <laughs> to be honest. But it really <laughs> did sound like of that time. Um, eating a lot by yeah. the looks of it. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so I enjoyed that about it. I feel like I'd have to listen to it qu- more times to really enjoy it. But yeah, on the first yeah. like couple of listens, I, I thought it was quite a nice song and I get like its existence, even though I've not seen the film, it sort of makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, his songs are all through this film. Right. Like yeah, there's lots of Van Morrison songs. I don't know if he's recorded I'm not incredibly familiar with his work if these are all original songs for the film. Um but it's basically apart from one in which Jamie Dornan sings Everlasting Love, um, which I feel should have been nominated instead. <laughs> For something, I don't know what it was, but something just <laughs> best performance. <laughs> um, best, I I
0: do like the use of the music in the film, and it I think it helps it a lot. But
1: yeah, do what do you think?
0: So I wasn't a fan of this one. To me, it mm-hmm. sounded like Brown Eyed Girl with all the spark and like the pep taken out of it. Like uh, the soul was sucked out of it. As I was sort of listening to it, I was thinking, if you just took Brown Eyed Girl on YouTube and set it to zero point seven five speed, that's what this song sounds <laughs> like. I'm gonna try that um, after this. Like, so, yeah, no, I didn't enjoy this one. Not one for me, this one.
1: Mm. Oh, it's a shame. I think this was really good, but it shouldn't be included for me because it's stretching original a bit. Um, but you know, for D it's yeah, it could be it could be Eiffel 65, it's that different. <laughs>
0: When I looked at the list, um, I actually thought they said Morrissey, so when he started singing, it was quite a, uh, <laughs> a take-back. I don't think it could be a feel-good film if Morrissey was singing. And plus, he, he really doesn't associate as Irish anymore, does he? Oh, really? Is that a thing if he just I do So next up, we're going to talk about Dos Origuitas. So yeah, Dos Origuitas is one of the many, 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 many songs from Disney's latest hit animation, Encanto. It's performed by Sebastian Yatara, or Yatra, not sure how to pronounce it, and is written by, like most songs these days, Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <Just generally. laughs> so, so the song appears in a flashback where my main character, Mirabelle, learns the truth of the hardship her abuela went through, leading up to the creation of Casa Madrigal and the family receiving their special powers, i.e. the, the core of the film. <laughs> so essentially story acts as a signal to the audience that mirabelle and her grandmother have reconciled so i'm talking about the spanish language version here because that's the version that's nominated so i'm hoping that's the version you've listened to it is yes oh thank god so what do you guys think of this song
2: um i liked it yeah i liked it i, I i've heard a lot of talk about another song it's like something called like let we don't talk Shh. about bruno or something although i haven't heard that song But I've heard a lot of people mention that song. I've heard no one talk about this one, so I was surprised when I came to read the list that it wasn't the other one that was nominated. Mm -hmm. But I thought this was nice, yeah. And I listened to it a few times. I even listened to it live, because actually the first version I listened to was like, Clearly, the clip from the film, which ruined the film in a lot of ways for me. i <laughs> imagine <laughs> it seemed, Well, it seemed like a pivotal moment in the yeah. film, yes. and then um, <laughs> I watched like a lot, li- a, a really odd live version where the man was singing it with like a band, but they were like in a garden, but it was inside. I don't know if that was a callback to something that's happening in the film, <laughs> but that is what was happening. And it was like it's a live <laughs> version, but then it was like there was a butterfly flying around, but it was clearly CGI. So it was like the CGI over a live version. But anyway, uh, that version was really nice, also. So it was just a nice listen. To. I mean, obviously I didn't understand many of the lyrics, although I did see that dos origuitas is two caterpillars. So oh, that's right, which yeah. is uh, which is, is nice. Gar- Maybe that's how the garden comes into it. I don't know, but yeah, I thought it was a nice song. I'm a fan of Limpie Water Miranda generally, so it's nice to see another a foreign language film nominated. I think there was one nominated last year, wasn't there? The song. One? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah, it was or Italian. It was certainly it's mixed. Italian. I can't remember which version of the song. There was like eight versions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah it was it was a pleasant listen and i think when i watch the film eventually i'll enjoy it even more because i'll understand the context
0: more although i think from the scene that i saw it was quite clear um what was going on so yeah, yeah. so to explain it's called dot Guitas, which translates to two caterpillars and essentially the song is about the story of two caterpillars in love who must separate so they can enter their chrysalis state before later both emerging as butterflies Allowing them to reunite, yeah. which explains the butterfly oh. in the uh, the live version. Yeah. That's all. What about you, Ben? What did you think of this song? Yeah,
1: I really like it. Um, I I like this version. I've not seen Encanto, so I'm assuming the version in the English film is an English version. Nope, it's not. It is this version. It's this version. Yeah, great. That's good because yeah, I really like this. I don't know. I always find it easier to connect to. I'm not someone that r- kind of really sticks with lyrics anyway when I listen to music. It's not. Until many times through that I kind of catch maybe a deeper meaning of what the intention is by the artist through the lyrics, so I kinda of like just listening to the music and seeing what emotion comes through, and yeah, it's very softly part in parts harrowing in parts kind of just reflecting and a bit low and somber and melancholic, but I don't know in a nice way, especially with the watching it with the video online, yeah, there's something really nice and touching about it. And it does make you want to listen to it again. It's not got a replayable sort of, you know, it, like there's a catch in your head when you're just singing a line over and over again for me because I don't know the words. But it's, um, yeah, it's really nice. And I'm glad it's this and not the we don't talk about Bruno, which I hear on the radio a lot because it got to number one. <laughs> did it? It did, I, yep. yeah. How how ridiculous is that?
0: brings me nice to my uh, next point, which is the interesting thing about Dos Origuitas is the fact it's not, we don't talk about Bruno. mm I mean, yeah, Dos Orgritos is beautifully performed and a surprise when it was nominated. But yeah, the absolute best song of Encanto is We Don't Talk About Bruno. <laughs> and it is, quite frankly, an incredible earworm of a song, uh, which is better than the movie and is Disney's most successful song ever. <laughs> Longest rating, Billboard, Top of the Over Hard, the first ever UK number one. It's, uh, it's a phenomenon. Take that, Nadelle Dazeem.
2: Wait, so that didn't yeah. even get to number one no, in, in this did, country? No. Did it
0: not? No, it didn't. No. I Nadelle
2: Dazeem. <laughs> the
0: wickedly talented Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, sorry, Guitas, it's just a, a beautiful yeah. song. And uh, it should have been, we don't talk about Bruno nominate. <laughs> Lin-Manuel could be the next Diane Warren. Yeah, lots of nominees. Yeah, because he, he
2: wrote the songs for Moana, yeah. didn't he? Everyone wants him, yeah, because he wrote the songs for like, Tick, Tick. Well, he wrote the
1: songs, didn't he? He directed Tick, Tick, Boom. He's like so hot
2: right now. Yeah. He's in a few. He's a few Disney films now. I mean, I know he did. Um, Wait, Moana. he did Moana. He did Mary. Po- he was in Mary Poppins: yeah. The Return, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, which was not a great performance I <laughs> because I, he can't really sing. That's the problem. <laughs> Jack the Lamplight. <laughs> 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 He's just got such a
1: scratchy voice. I don't know if he did in the Heights, but well, he wrote that. He wrote. Yeah, he wrote the song. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he is um, everywhere. I prefer him to be behind camera or off screen because I don't like his voice. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, he's in the uh, the TV adaptation of um, Northern Lights as well on BBC. If if any of you watched that, weirdly, I have but, not. Yeah,
1: and now knowing that he's in it, I won't. So, yes, the next song uh, we are talking about is Be Alive, which is a song written by Dixon and Beyoncé Knowles-Carter, performed by Beyoncé herself for the film King Richard. So for those unaware, King Richard is about Richard Williams, who's played by Will Smith, as he begins coaching his daughters Venus and Serena, who go on to be, I don't know, baseball players or something. I can't remember. I've never heard of it myself. But um, I, I really wanted to see this film, Annoyingly, uh, I'd just not been able to catch it. I don't think Will Smith's going to get his Oscar finally, but... Um, i heard some decent stuff about it and um, the song is very beyonce it's very uh sort of
0: powerful booming anthemic that kind of focuses on her vocals but what do you guys think i think it's an interesting song i think i liked it <laughs> because it felt different like it, it as it's it's an it's odd with like the simple sort of repetitive drum beat that feels like it's built into something which never happens yeah but almost feels like that was by design almost sort of we keep going, they keep going, nothing changes. They keep the power through sort of thing. I just expected the simple beat of it all to suddenly explode into life, but it just kept going. Uh, what it did feel to me, though, is it felt like an unreleased Destiny's Child track. <laughs> really? I could not think you could imagine this as Destiny's Child. <laughs> well, it didn't feel like a Beyoncé solo effort, and it had that sort of group harmony, which, especially a film about like two black women being successful in life, go get the rest of Destiny's Child. Bring them back. <laughs> they, they what? What I'm what I'm hearing is that you, aside from this, you just really want Destiny Child back. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, much more than I want to see the film King Richard. Yeah, I thought this
1: just sounded very obviously Beyonce. It just really, you know, like. Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. That was Destiny's a pause Child after though. every line. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, it kind of was, but there was often very a lot of more sass in the background.
0: I think mostly it's because it didn't feel like a modern song. It felt early noughties. Yeah, yes, I don't like so Destiny's Child to fit into what what R and B
1: kind
2: of is nowadays. Um, what do you think, Alex? I, I get what you're saying about the uh, it feel like it was building to something. But again, I do think it was probably intentional. It was kind of like because I guess that the film kind of doesn't go very far into like their careers. I feel like from all the trailers I've seen they look quite young in it and it seems to be about obviously their dad like training moment and, and all like their home life before they made it so I wonder whether that's why it's kind of like all oh, this is building towards you know what eventually happened with when they <laughs> essentially took over tennis and just won everything for like 20 years yeah not only recently ended, and but... well Serena still is really yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah yes to me it sounded it sounded like very current Beyonce actually. I thought it did sound like what she's been putting out recently. Very stripped back and very kind of bombastic vocals over the top. Like if you listen to like something like Lemonade, I know it was quite a few years ago now. But it's the okay. proper yeah, yeah, frame yeah, 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 yeah. kind of reference I've got. It's kinda it is kinda of, kinda of that it is kind of that more like that vibe where it's it's the there isn't, you know, like that proper like pop backtrack in there anymore. It's all about yeah, yeah. just like her And the lyrics, and it gives the lyrics more focus. And one thing I really really did enjoy about this was the music video was, even though it was just essentially shots from the film, they spliced the lyrics over the top. Oh, this was the version that I saw. Yeah, the lyrical video, I know. Yeah, that's the one I watched too. Yeah, and and I thought, like, oh, it's a really nice new kind of way of doing a video for a film film song, which you don't really see because usually it's, like, clips from the film shot of the eyes performing in a darkened room or, or you know, against a back... <laughs> Air Machine, right? Yeah, Air Machine yeah. 20. Whereas this one felt like, it felt like oh, they'd really kind of thought about how the song can interact with the film footage, and it had been put together really nicely as a package. Definitely. I completely agree. I think it's
1: definitely helped yeah. by the fact that the pace is, of the song is very slow, so yeah. you can almost rest on the lyrics, and
0: the lyrics are quite important to it. That music video, I would say, is a better trailer for the film than the yeah. trailer for the film yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, some people have said that this is the best part of the film. But it kind of comes <laughs> on at the credits because I think the, the original screening of it did not have this song and then she recorded it because apparently she saw the screening and then wanted to make a song for the film. She saw a lot of similarities between the Williams sisters' lives and hers, especially with the involvement of their father in you know trying to... I guess, push their career and all the effort that they went into it. So
0: I guess she's also singing about herself. Does Beyonce see herself as the Serena or the Venus of her and Solange? Uh, (laughs) um, I don't think Solange can be. I think (laughs)
1: Beyonce probably sees herself as both. As the combined sisters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I swear there's a third Williams sister. It's like I always thought there was three Attenboroughs um richard david and other Jiminy, i must have always felt bad for that guy (laughs) Uh, that guy at like the, uh, the sort of the family christmases you know it's like what have you done oh i've got a knighthood what about you oh yes me too what about you I think he was a lawyer.
2: <laughs> well, it's like Branwell Bronte as well, like the other three Bron- the Bronte sisters, <laughs> all successful
0: novelists, and then there's Branwell. <laughs> I expected to go for the uh, the, the Manning brothers. The Manning brothers. <laughs> but yes, also. Is there a
1: third Manning brother? <laughs> there is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor, poor guy. I don't
2: think he's won a Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Will, Smith, <laughs> Will Smith, when he was talking about this uh, song, said, the marriage of a movie and song is a kind of magic that's unmatched entertainment. Of course he'd say that.
2: Yeah. Mr. Movie, so yeah. it is like it's like
1: <laughs> his thing for a long exactly. time in the 90s, wasn't it? Rolling Stones magazine said this was one of the worst songs of twenty twenty one. Whatever. That with what okay. you will, <laughs> can we trust them? <laughs> yeah, and probably not. They said it feels very calculated and incredibly Oscar-baity. Really. I think it's, it's such an easy comment to make that, though. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, but especially if you look at the article it's from, the other songs on that list, it does not deserve to be on that list. And you basically, whoever wrote the article, first line, they put, it's not really a bad song, but it's like, you're talking about the worst songs of the year, and you've opened it up by saying it's not really a bad song. Terrible no, lie. It's just, yeah, it's just, just, you know,
2: clickbait, isn't it? No, I put a Beyoncé song from a really big film of the year as the worst song. Well, it worked. It got me to (laughs) clear I suppose This is true. And now we're talking about him on this podcast to our ten fans. (laughs) I feel shilled, Alex. I feel shilled, yes. That's everything I will say on that song. Next, 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 next. Next. It's me. It's me. So, we're going to talk about No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. But I will preface this by saying that, yeah, finally, I mean, we, we... We've done so many Bond song theme episodes that was leading up to this one, so at least we are finally talking about it. Although we never did the last episode, did we? Or did we, are we missing two? We might be missing two episodes. We're missing two. Yes, yeah. yeah, uh, Skyfall and Spectre. We need to do still. So we might have to put like a notice on that, uh, like on the episodes that feature Bond songs, so that this one can be included. But yeah, so it's performed by Billie Eilish, but it's co-written by her and her brother Phineas O'Connell, which is a, a great name. Yep. I've got quite a lot of notes on this. I don't know if that's because it's a Bond song or whether it's because it's a Billie Eilish song. I don't have a huge Billie Eilish frame of reference. Oh, you just like taking notes. or I like taking notes, but as well, they're all scribbled on this one because I've written it in my book rather than on my <laughs> uh, notes app. So well, what do you guys think of the song first? I love it.
1: <laughs> I do love it. I, I, I really like
2: uh, Billie Allison's music.
1: It has a 31-year-old. You're the target audience. The song just hit me in a different way. No, I think she's really good. I think it's different enough while still hitting the same themes and notes that a Bond song should. I think at one of the Oscars a few years ago, she sang Imagine by John Lennon. I think she does those kind of songs, kind of like very soft, sombre ballads, in a different, unique way that is still very good. I think it's hard to do those songs in a, with a different, in a different way, in a different voice. Uh, and yeah. I think her voice is basically copied very now, like most new artists coming through. It's that very softly spoken, almost talking with
0: a with a a whisper into yeah. the mic. Yeah. You know, this is what we have now. <laughs> Cheers, Billy. <laughs> D. I'm essentially the same. I was very sceptical when it was first announced. I mean, I do like Billy Eilish. I was sceptical <laughs> of her style translating into a Bond song. Because she has that, like, sort of intimate voice. Like, a voice designed to listen to with headphones on. Hmm. Yeah, it's very ASMR, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very just, like, you and her. Yeah, so I thought it was going to fall flat when put into a Bond song formula. And that was just stupid of me, wasn't it, really? Because it's an incredible <laughs> it song. That's somehow, like, large and loud and feels like a song for a summer blockbuster movie, whilst also being this personable... Uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 mm-hmm. a work about art, and uh, yeah. it's just an ma- example of like a like a master craftsman doing what they do best, really. Which I feel like I've spoken very passionately about, yeah. and might give away which one I think is the best. <laughs> well, it's 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 an interesting competition yeah. this year because there's a Bond theme, there's a Beyonce song,
2: and there's a Disney song. And a Diane, and a Diane Warren, sorry. And a Diane Warren, which will come on to And, and, and I like how Ben saved that one to the end. <laughs> so it's like, it is like, this is like the year for the, the best original song competition. But I mean, I do agree with both of you, actually. I don't really know her music very well. So I was kind of like, oh, they've just picked the hot new artist of the time to perform it. But actually, you know, they did a bit like they did with Sam Smith, and that was a bit of a disappointment. Not to spoil that episode when we ever eventually do it, I don't think any. I think all of us would agree that that's not great. Sam Smith's a bit of a disappointment. (laughs) Well, that that song definitely is. Let's not get into him as a person. Whereas this, I think, is it's like perfectly pitched. I, I almost don't know what it is about it necessarily. Like, I feel like it has everything that's good about a bon song, but it's done in a unique wage, maybe just because of the way she performs it. Yeah. But like you say, it's very intimate, but that kind of seems to lend itself to the kind of... I've not seen the film. I don't know if either of you two have, but I think obviously it's Daniel Craig's last film. So it seems to fit perfectly with that. But yes, yeah, so she was 17 when she recorded the song, which made her the youngest ever, ever wow. performer of a bon song, which is not surprising. Oh, this song was from 2020, although I guess this is the award for 2021 but the film was supposed to come out so long ago now that the song was was actually created ages and ages and ages <laughs> Yeah, again. yeah. And I think because the song actually did get released, didn't it? Like, when the it film did, was yeah. originally to come out, so it does feel like the song has been around for a very long yes. time. Um it was her first UK number one single, if you can believe it, Ben. I uh, know, I can't. And it's only the second bomb theme ever to hit number one, which I think, again, we've discussed before, Sam Smith being the other one, weirdly. <laughs> Undeservedly. Somehow Skyfall yeah. never got to number one, which, again, surprising in itself. Or Thunderball. Yeah, Thunderball. <laughs> I think what surprised me researching the song was... Actually, Billie Eilish and her brother really sought out the producers and the creators of this film to try and get themselves in the frame for it. I think usually you kind of feel like it's the other way around, like they're looking for the person to perform the song. But yeah. she and her brother, who I think are a bit of a writing duo, they, they said they'd written like loads of songs, We're like, oh, that would make a good Bond song, or let's write this as a, as a potential, like, what a Bond song would, would sound like, even way before, like, I think you know, she came um, into the, the mainstream, so... That was really interesting to see, and then they met with Barbara Broccoli, and then who, of course, is a famous Bond producer, so, and then agreed to write the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were given parts of the script initially, but it, it seemed that they struggled to kind of write it at first. I think probably it was kind of melding her normal style into what is a Bond song as well. It can seem that there was a lot and lot of pressure, especially for someone of such a young age as well. And I guess her brother probably isn't too old either, so I can see why they would. I think be. her brother. Her
1: brother was on Glee.
2: Was he? Yeah, I think he was a back you know, a backgroundish character, but he was on Glee at some point. Yeah. Right. I right. I think he is a bit older. Right. But I can I can yeah. I think it's there's still probably even though like she probably had broken through at that point when she was selected, it still probably was a very big thing to be chosen to do the Bond song, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people were worried about her selection. Were they? Yeah, like I was I think it's very obvious what you're getting with Adele and what you're getting with Sam Smith. I don't think people knew. Because her, uh, especially because she's, she, at the time, she was very uh, dark and brooding and in your face. I guess people thought it might have been a different kind of Bond song. I guess more like the Alicia Keys and um, what's his name, Jack White, which people <laughs> don't generally like. What?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what, what really shines through from the research is that they really wanted to create something that was original. They, they listened, once they actually had constructed the song, they then listened to every single Bond theme back to back to see like oh have they infringed on something that's come before so clearly there was a lot more thought behind it And i know when we've been in through a lot of the other songs it seemed like they were just thrown together in a bar by duran duran and um, john, barry. <laughs> john barry although we know that <laughs> is one of the best bear, bear bond songs i think it was the aha one is as well the one i'm thinking of where it was kind of just like thrown together over a weekend where yeah, this one yeah, seems yeah. to have been like many like the, a, a long lengthy p- thought process that went behind it um, it is a bit of a collaboration with Hans Zimmer, who did the score for the film, and also the guitar playing is Johnny Marr from the Smiths, so a second Smith's mention uh, I didn't, is a fact, I did not know. And he actually sa- said when they were creating the song that the constant notes were just reduce, reduce, reduce. So they just kept stripping it back, stripping it back, which is, uh, when you listen to it, I mean, there's, there's not much orchestration. <laughs> you're so gone, Billy. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, you're no longer there. The vocals are no longer there. It's just Johnny and Hans. <laughs> But yeah, he said that the power is in the intensity of the performance, which I guess is probably what you would say about her as a as an artist, and um, that it's kind of in the way she dictates the song rather than the the music necessarily behind it. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of lot of positive critical reviews. I think a lot of people have said similar things that it kind of encapsulates a lot of what the best Bond songs do, um, like a slow build up, a a dark shivery theme was one of the things that someone put. Um, and dramatic orchestration. Ooh. I think what is interesting actually is that there, one of the final notes of the song, she really belts it out, which is not common for her. Apparently, Ben, nope. you can confirm. Nope. I can do it. Yeah. And let me just
1: check my uh, my my post. <laughs> no,
2: uh, and that was like a personal choice by her because she felt like it needed some sort of like bigger crescendo, I guess, in line with more Bond mm. songs. So it just shows how much they were paying attention to the history of this, like, movie-song franchise. So I think that's probably why it's so good.
0: Yeah. yeah, kids got range. I really feel for whoever has to do the next Bond yeah. song. Well, it's not, it's good. Following up on Madonna that. again. <laughs> <laughs> again. Well, yeah, I guess it's whoever's
1: the next big thing. Someone that doesn't exist right now. It could be you, listener. <gasps> so, you think those were a lot of notes?
2: I'm guessing there's no notes for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing on this song. Uh, Other than the fact that you get the collection ready, it's ready. It's ready.
2: Diane Warren,
1: lovely stuff. So yes, we are talking about "Somehow You Do" from the film Four Good Days. Yes, I also don't have a clue. (laughs) Written by (laughs) Diane Warren and performed by country star, um, apparently Reba McIntyre. Come on, Ben. Do
0: you know Reba McIntyre, Andy? Yes. Reba McIntyre, yeah. Reba McIntyre. That's who he's got a poster of (laughs) on his wall. Yeah, I mean, come on, D. All I'll say is I know her because she does a a fantastic cover of Fancy. Not the (laughs) The, uh, years (laughs) earlier song before you say it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, so that's what I was was thinking. I was like, oh, a country version of that. (laughs) No, it's a song from the uh, 70s? And she covered it in the 80s, and it's like one of her signature tracks. Look at you, you cultured. But the original's really good as well. Well,
1: apparently she (laughs) she has 34 studio albums. That's too many. 26 compilation albums. Yeah. uh, And two live albums.
2: Just two. (laughs) Just the two.
1: (laughs) Just the two. She sold over 75 million.
2: Well, I mean, if you have that many albums... (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh, just one per one per album now apparently this sent me on a bit of a um wikipedia dive she has the nickname the queen of country now that seems like a bit of a push uh, and apparently i saw five people who have been given this nickname
2: is that your top five
1: a, sort of <laughs> yeah no, no. i'm suggesting a bit of a scrap between these because um you can only have one queen. Is there ever been a sort of system in the world in which there
2: are multiple queens? Um, except for the, the the current musical Six. Oh, really? Yeah, about the six wives of every day. <laughs> <laughs> give that a listen. It's terrible, but also amazing.
1: Yes, give that a listen rather than this song because uh, it, uh,
2: guys, what do you think? Um, wasn't a huge fan. Um, <laughs> Where's she going? Where's she going in the video? Where's she going? Well, she's at crossroads. <laughs>
1: How did she get there? <laughs> she's so
2: she's so literally at a crossroads it's unbelievable i'd I'd, I'd, but that i I was going to come on to that
1: but then she's also on a mountain at one point yeah and a
2: beach and a beach i mean my favorite moment was when she so she's like stood on a beach right at the end and like (laughs) hat kind of blows (laughs) off but it's like it's so terrible and i was like that's been done by accident and it's like oh wait no it is part of the video and then two children (laughs) appear unaccompanied by anybody and like give her her hat back, and there's just like a really awkward moment where she's kind of looking at these two kids. they're looking at her like, "Who's this woman we've just found on the beach?" They run away, and she just <laughs> continues staring at them creepily but yeah the the part where she all of a sudden because she, she's the music video starts with her walking just like in the desert, and then all of a sudden she comes to this really <laughs> clear crossroads. I mean it was like it was like Britney Spears was back with um no yeah a woman, but it's um, yeah. The song itself, I wouldn't have said it was on Diane's Best. I much preferred the song from last year, where it felt it had a little bit more interest. This yes. felt like it was maybe trying to... I know D hated the song There You'll Be Anyway, but it felt like it was kind of trying to be something. It was like a throwback, wasn't it? It was like a song. It was like a power country ballad that should have felt at home in a, a kind of like cheesy blockbuster from the late 90s.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is, it's a Diane Warren song. It's a Diane
2: Warren song. It was. It was more like her old stuff, except like it didn't seem to have any kind of contemporary twist to it at all. Even the video. Yeah. I mean, what well, was
0: terrible? Yeah. That's why I love it. <laughs>
2: oh, no. That's why you <laughs> no. love it. But you hated "There You'll Be," which is an absolute anthem.
0: It, it's even it's not loving it is uh, obviously a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should pause that straight away. Um, but I was like, after the first verse, I was a little apprehensive There it was going to be another built to nothing like uh, the fiasco that is there you'll be. But um, this one delivers, I think, when the key change hits and Rio McIntyre is given free reign to strut country stuff <laughs> because she is country. She's, she's strutting. I enjoyed this one, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not the best song, it's not the worst song, it's just a good Diane Warren song. But what I do think though is that the music video showed me that i should not watch this film because it looks terrible
1: uh yeah i've uh read some stuff about it so it's a film uh about um the most beautiful woman called glenn glenn close also <laughs> uh, oh, um, was it glenn close and, yeah and mia kunis about and it was mila only... kunis as well because i was watching it thinking yes. is that Mia kunis or is that someone like yes, just yes. like
2: some new actress he can
1: still me. play someone who's apparently 30 and it kind of works About a mother-daughter relationship that is (laughs) impacted upon by uh,
2: addiction and drugs. That wasn't clear at all from the trailer then. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: clear from the
0: YouTube comments if you read it through. No, it was was very clear from the music video. I felt like I saw the full film. (laughs) It it, it felt like somebody remade the movie Wild of Reese Witherspoon, but decided that all the interesting bits should be cut out.
1: (laughs) Because
0: there was just nothing there. No. If we go back to that article for uh, Be Alive, where it said, it felt like Oscar bit. That movie looks like Oscar bit, if I ever yep. saw it. I think that's been Glenn Close for a
1: few years now. She seems to release a film around this time, and uh, it gets. um What's like the level below buzz?
0: <laughs>
1: a hum? Um, like a, a, yeah, a hum. A hum. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Do you hear that sound? It's that kind of level. <laughs> Was that Glenn Close? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of that level i i don't think it's the, a great song there's nothing wrong with it um it has a lot of love and i think we are just not a country loving country but we are a diane we are a diane
2: warren fans so i think we are a diane if warren she wins fan. we won't we won't be upset
1: well it's because she <laughs> yeah. she does deserve one 12 nominations <laughs> oh dear crazy diane i mean you're picking the wrong films diane Speak to Lynn. Find out what Lynn's doing.
2: <laughs> yeah, what that's what we need. We need a Diane Warren and Lynn Manuel Miranda collab. There's no way yeah. they can't <laughs> Lin- they both need Man- that Oscar. Yeah. Lynn <laughs> manuel Miranda. Lynn's on no. his way to an Egon. Um... He need he needs the Oscar.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, he's someone that's going to get it, isn't it? Very he could easily do it. Yeah, take that Will Smith. Top five. Guys, top five. Is it Reba McEntire. What's her name, Reba. Reba. She's been given the title Queen of Country, but so have four other people. (laughs) So I ask you, who are the other four who have the title Queen of Country or something close? Because I had to push it a little bit. Celine Dion. No, not Celine Dion. (laughs) Celine Dion's not like country. Someone has the. uh, Someone has the title the Celine Dion of country.
2: Is it Shania that's Twain? Well, Shania
1: Twain must be in the list. <laughs> Shania Twain has the country pop queen, yes. So I've yeah. counted that one. Yep. Faith Hill, obviously, must nope. be on the list. No. 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 Leanne Rimes. No, you, you need a goal, we need a golden. Big names. Oh actually, one of them's the reigning queen of country. So apparently she's beaten the others in a no. Well Dolly, Dolly Parton, presumably. Dolly Parton's right? one of them, yeah, that's three. Um someone with an alliteration of a name, older name. Ta- is Taylor Swift not also?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a princess of country, Alex. Come on. Someone from the Dixie Chicks. Or the Dixie Chicks in general. Can they be the queen? So,
1: mm, nope. Same alliteration as Lurleen Lumpkin. Carrie Underwood. Uh, Carrie Underwood's there. Carrie Underwood's one of them, <laughs> yes. yes. Well done. She's the reigning queen. You're missing same one more. Same alliteration as what, Then uh, Lurleen Lumpkin. LL. Two
0: L's. Uh, yep. Liza Linnelli. Nope, something. No, Nope. <laughs>
1: not Liza Linnelli.
0: Leonce Lowles. Lion Lauren. No. I don't think we're gonna get it. Uh, Lonnie Lash, <laughs> nope. Loretta Lynn. Oh, I'm never gonna get that.
2: <laughs> no, no. I was fine. gonna say Raina James from the TV show Nashville, it's but
0: <laughs> it seems
1: like on this list, and there's a, there's a list of honor- honorific titles on Wikipedia. It's quite interesting. Shakira has many. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of her Queen of the World Cup.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair.
1: Is it, is it really.
0: It's time for Africa. Uh, apparently, Justin
1: Timber apparently apparently Justin Timberlake has been has been given the nickname the King of Pop. Now, I think that's I think that's a bit that's a bit of a claim. A correct claim. <laughs> it's a bit of a claim. A bit of a correct <laughs> mm, claim. <laughs> no. um, we all <laughs> we all know Pitbulls.
2: Yeah. Pitbulls got loads. I was going to say Mr World Worldwide. <laughs> Mr Worldwide. We didn't we didn't talk actually about what which songs have already won awards on the award trail. I think No Time To Die won the Golden Globe for Best Original Song, but it also won the Grammy for Best yeah, Song yeah. Written for Visual Media. We all know what, which is more important. So I don't know if that's a hint of what's to come.
0: Anything's better than a Grammy. What is better than a Grammy is our own personal picks for what is best song. So, Alex, what do you think should win the Oscar this year for Best Original Song?
2: Um, ooh, it's a good question.
0: I should hope you know what you're picking no, by now.
2: No, I actually, I actually don't. I think I'm just, I'm reassessing oh, it. Oh, God. I'm, tra- I'm trying to figure out, like, which one I think will win and which one I think deserves to win more than anything. Has a Bond song ever won?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Adele yeah. One, yeah. No, you? well, Sam
2: Smith won because he had that awful expect speech
1: where he said, like, he thought he was the first gay man to ever win an Oscar and when actually
2: <laughs> it was a claim that was incredibly wrong. Yeah, I didn't realise he'd done that. I think that No Time to Die will win i also think it probably is the best song i'd be surprised if it didn't win because i feel like it's another way for the academy to make make themselves look current by having someone like Billie eilish win which they seem to do every now and again don't they and i think this is an easy award for them to do that where it doesn't affect their like major movie awards so i would be surprised if anything other than that one the only other one I think could win would be the one from Encanto, but it seems like maybe if they wanted to win the award, they should have gone to the other one, which seems to have a more of a cultural impact. Yeah. So yeah, I think No Time to Die probably is going to win, and probably deserves to. I think it's the best. I think it's the best song on the list.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's. I think it's going to win. I think it's the best song. Uh, I wouldn't mind if I think the Encanto song
0: won, but yeah. Um. Sorry, Diane. Put the gun down. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I do agree, not with the, well, I I do agree with putting the gun down, but not with the uh, suicidal thoughts. (laughs) pointing at me, not not, (laughs) at herself. Oh, right, okay. No Time to Die should definitely win. It is definitely the best song here this year, but I wouldn't be saying that if we don't talk about Bruno was nominated, so. But
1: it's not, and we don't
0: talk about it. I I really need to go away and listen to this this song. Well, if you're going to watch the movie, you might as well just wait for the movie. Oh, okay. You've already had enough of it spoiled by listening to Dosser and Guitas (laughs) already. Okay, so that brings an end to another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know on Twitter which song you think should win the Oscar for Best Original Song this year. Ben, what is our Twitter handle? At TSFTMPod. Nice. So you can help the podcast in many ways. One of those ways is on a random subreddit. But Alex, what random subreddit should they pick this week?
2: Well, it's not random. It's um, it's Diane Warren, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Where else could it be? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. As well as Reddit, the other places you can help us is on Patreon it's on spotify apple just leave a five star review tell your friends we are desperate please so all that's left now is do some goodbyes so it's goodbye from myself goodbye and goodbye from alex oscar i don't even know her nice <laughs> and goodbye from ben i don't find any clothes. <laughs> oh okay so goodbye everybody goodbye. bye yeah fucking okay, how we squeeze that in Are we doing a top five?
1: Um, My only top five was what Alex already said. Let's do it. Do you have the list? (laughs) It was the five queens of countries. (laughs) Let's just
0: quickly do it. Go.